broadcasting from Woodstock, Georgia. Welcome to Soul Solutions, a show where we overcome our fears and our limiting beliefs. I'm your host, author, and certified life coach, Terry Kozlowski. Hello, warriors. Are you looking to take drama out of your life? Do you know how to set personal boundaries with others? I have the course that you asked for, the guide to setting personal boundaries, where you'll learn what they are, why they're essential, and how to set them as part of your self-care routine. The link is in the show notes. Don't allow other people's drama to affect your life. Now let's start this week's episode. Episode 146. It's clear for authentic relationships, you need to check in with others. The ability to check in with oneself and the people around you is powerful. It's the ideal time to promote mental health during May's Mental Health Awareness Month. Asking the individuals in your life how they're doing and paying close attention to their responses is one approach. By checking in, you may make them feel supported and show them you are a resource they can depend on. You can do this in person, over the phone, via email, or text message. A little work can go a long way. Why do you need to check in? Because checking in with others has several benefits. Checking in with others enables communication and can grow authentic bonds between people. You can open up and express yourself more clearly about your life when you check in. Understanding one another's accomplishments and shortcomings can be a potent opportunity for personal and group learning and development. It brings back a sense of social connection, encourages others to follow suit and perhaps check in on a loved one by allowing folks to feel comforted and that they're not alone, inspires you to take care of yourself and the most significant person in your life is you. It releases the happy hormones that are released when you feel good about helping others. It can be one factor that promotes someone to reach out and request help that they wouldn't have done without your compassion. The how and when of checking on others. Perhaps the easiest questions for someone to avoid thoroughly responding to are closed inquiries like, are you okay? In general, open-ended queries are more likely to elicit a thorough response. Even an open-ended query like, how are you? People often give the response, I'm fine, to acknowledge the multiple layers of social protocol. A deeper open-ended query include those like, how is work? And what have the kids been up to? If you think something is wrong, you may observe a shift in the other person. This observation might prompt you to inquire about their true well-being if you see that they have withdrawn or are acting differently than normal. Many different things can trigger check-ins. Someone hasn't contacted you in a long time. Recently, you wondered about them and how they're doing. The symptoms of depression, anxiety, loneliness, or another mental health condition may be displayed by someone you know. Someone is about to experience something that could be upsetting or stressful. These are all acceptable justifications for checking in with someone. Although there is no ideal time to check in, when done frequently, check-ins gain significant power. Depending on who you're checking in on, the best time varies. The art of checking in. At any time of year, it's critical to speak with a friend, a member of your family, a coworker, an employee about whom you have concerns. Asking, are you okay, when you see a change in someone's behavior or mood can make a big impact on the life of someone who's struggling with their mental health or other 
problems with their personal financial or romantic relationships. It might be intimidating to make the first move when you realize something is wrong, even though most people will agree that asking how are you can start significant conversations. You can become ready for these chats with the aid of a few pointers and techniques. Number one, timing. Making sure you choose a cozy setting that fosters a sense of emotional safety can increase the likelihood of open, trustworthy interactions. It can make all the difference whether someone is willing to open up or not if you wait until you are out of earshot of others or leave your desk for a hot beverage. Before approaching someone, think about where you believe they will feel most at ease. Number two, words are powerful. When you speak matters just as much as what you say. Consider what worries you for a moment and list a few instances of behaviors or changes you have seen. Instead of concentrating on how you believe they are feeling, try to concentrate on what you have observed. For example, I saw you yell at Sue in the meeting the other morning and thought that's not like you. Is everything okay? Is probably more well-liked than you're acting incredibly irritable right now. See the difference? Number three, be compassionate. Because you don't feel you have everything you need to help, you may sometimes put off talking to someone about whom you're worried. It's crucial to understand that you don't have to be an expert and that you don't have to have all the answers. Be compassionate about what the person is experiencing. Prepare yourself to listen and be aware of the various information and support resources that are accessible in case they are required. Number four, don't push. Even when you express your concerns, sometimes they don't want to share. However, if you check in is sincere, you can let the other person know you care and help solidify your relationship. Additionally, you're letting them know they may talk to you if they ever need help. You might leave them to consider their position. Once a friend asked me how I was doing and voiced his concerns. At the time, I didn't think twice about it, but looking back, I had to stop and wonder why he would have asked that. I began to question, am I really doing okay? It was a reality check that inspired me to put my well-being first. What checking in looks like. What does it look like in practice when you check in with somebody? It can appear in a variety of ways. Based on the things that friends have done for me that have made a difference and genuinely helped, here are some ways it might appear. Which approach you use will rely on a variety of variables, including your relationship with the person, how close you are to them, as well as other elements. Keep in mind that an approach that works with one person may not work at all with another friend because everyone is different. Number one, a text message sent by phone, Facebook Messenger, or another method. A little note that reads, I thought of you and just wanted to say hi, can serve as a check-in. Your friend might or might not answer, and they might say thank you, inquire about how you're doing, or let you know that they need to talk to someone. You can set boundaries regarding when you are accessible for a conversation, and if it's by phone or in person. Number two, an ear to hear. Sometimes you just need to talk things out or vent. Sometimes all anyone needs to do is put into words how they are feeling or what is going on in their lives. Perhaps all your friend is asking is for you to listen. Perhaps they don't need 
or want your advice. It's okay if you are aware that you lack the expertise or other skills to contribute anything besides your ears. Just be upfront about the fact that you have the time and are willing to listen. Number three, an alternative perspective. Don't offer advice unless your friend asks. Instead, you can offer a different perspective they might not have thought of. By offering an alternate perspective, you can encourage them to think of potential solutions or alter their thought process, which may be what is needed. The situation and its relationships to the resolutions for solving, it nearly always has more complexity than they are letting on. Count on them to know what is helpful. Number four, be of service. Offer to help if you are both willing and able to accomplish the task your friend needs to be done but cannot complete because of limited access to necessary items or other factors. I received a message from a friend who said they were coming over to drop off something but wanted to stop at the grocery store first. They asked if they could pick up anything for me. Although it looks insignificant, it's a great check-in and a helpful way to be of service. Number five, knowing when to get help. As a good friend, let them know if you believe they could benefit from professional help. And if you can, help them in securing it. Sometimes it takes a simple question like, have you recently checked in with your partner, therapist, or sponsor about this? These are ways to remind your friend of services they already have and can use, but they may not think of them in a time of a mental health crisis or spiring illness. It also is okay to express your discomfort or fear or concern for them. Keep in mind that the goal of this is to give the person the freedom to accept or reject help, not to force assistance upon them. Moving forward, it's equally critical to follow up after a check-in conversation to make sure to stay in touch with someone you're worried about if they won't talk to you or if you get worried about them after the conversation. Showing that you are there for them in times of need and that you care can significantly affect their future well-being. You'll be more comfortable taking action if you follow these tactics. I want to give you the knowledge and the skills to notice when things aren't quite right, to confidently approach the person and ask, how are you? And to feel comfortable that you can manage the response, whatever it may be. As a general rule, I like to check in with people to let them know I'm thinking of them if I haven't spoken to them in a while and that they've been on my mind. Let's cooperate and look after one another. Do you need help learning to be more compassionate? Are you looking for support to empower yourself to see another's perspective? Do you want a strategy to help you create an extraordinary life? Contact me at terrykozlowski.com. Together we can create an action plan for you to edit your life and check in with others. To hear about how I learned to allow myself to be compassionate, you can do so by reading my book, Raven Transcending Fear, available on Amazon or by visiting raventranscendingfear.com. Thanks for listening to Soul Solutions with Terry Kozlowski. If you'd like the show and want to learn more, check out terrykozlowski.com where you can find the links to everything we talked about in this episode. Please subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode as we overcome our fears and our limiting beliefs.